Startup Nation. This is Dr. Carol. I'm just here, wanted to give you guys some helpful tips and things to remember as we move and navigate through this unprecedented uh, health pandemic. The first thing you guys want to remember is please wash your hands thoroughly and frequently. Wash your hands for at least 20 seconds under warm water with soap. If you do not have access to a sink with warm water and soap, please use hand sanitizer um, that contains at least 60% alcohol. The next thing you want to do is please avoid large crowds and social gatherings. As young people, our immune systems are typically healthier and so we can be asymptomatic, which basically means that we can carry uh, the virus if we come in contact with it and our immune system will recover. But we also pose the risk of spreading it to those who are immunocompromised or who have chronic health conditions and our older people. So please avoid large, large crowds if you can. The next thing I would say is use respiratory hygiene. If you have to sneeze, if you have to cough, please cover your mouth in your sleeve, not with your hands. Please avoid touching your hands and face after you've done this as well. And please, again, wash your hands. And lastly, if you feel sick, if you have any of these symptoms, which is high fever, uh, initially a dry cough or fatigue, please seek medical help early. If you've been exposed to someone who might have had the virus or been in contact, please stay at home to avoid spreading the virus to anyone else. Again, this is something serious, so we don't want to take it lightly. But those are just some helpful tips and reminders uh, for you guys as we navigate through this pandemic. I hope you guys have a great day and uh, stay safe. The Startup Life is powered by Canvas People. Startup Nation, my wife and mom are always getting on me about taking pictures of my daughter with my phone and never sharing it with them. They say I'm holding the pictures hostage, which I think is just absurd. But if I'm being honest, Startup Nation, I just forget all about those pictures. Also, with my busy schedule as an entrepreneur, the month of May always creeps up on me. And if I forget Mother's Day, trust me, I'm going to have bigger problems on my hands. But this year, I won't have that problem. That's because my friends at Canvas People have my back. CanvasPeople.com is where you can upload your photos from your phone and print them on canvases. Their site is easy to use and shipping is quick. They also have other items you can put your phone photos on, such as a nice custom tabletop to go in the office of your business and even NFL themed ones to support your favorite team. Trust me, Startup Nation, you're gonna love Canvas People. And I have a special code that you can use to get an 11 by 14 Canvas People print for free. That's right, Startup Nation, free. This is a $76.99 value. All you have to do is pay for shipping and handling. Get your own 11 by 14 Canvas People print for free. Just visit canvaspeople.com, upload your photo, and enter this special promo code, Startup. This is a special limited offer for today's listeners. So go to canvaspeople.com today and use the code STARTUP for your free print. So if you're ready to win Mother's Day or any other special occasion, remember my friends at canvaspeople.com where you can get a photo of your favorite people on great canvases. Startup Nation, do you have friends and loved ones that you want to do something nice for, but maybe they live in the next city, the next state, or even halfway around the world? Well... I have a solution for you. Koya is the new and best way to let your friends and family know you're thinking of them. Choose a friend, record a message, and hide it in a location that they are likely to visit and give them a clue. When they arrive, your message will instantly appear. You can even send them a gift. Best of all, the app is completely free. Get Koya.com to download it now. That's K-E-T-K-O-Y-A.com. Or check the link in the show notes. Koya. Show you care when you can't be there.
This episode is powered by ReadyCloud. Startup Nation, if you're selling online, you need ReadyCloud CRM. ReadyCloud CRM keeps you and your team connected through a powerful e-commerce suite for shipping, online returns, and growth marketing. Go to ReadyCloudPod.com to start your free trial. ReadyCloud CRM syncs with all popular sales channels, including Shopify, BigCommerce, Magento, WooCommerce, Square, and Amazon. ReadyCloud CRM has the everyday tools you need to review all your orders, quickly ship your orders for less, and handle returns the way Amazon does. Start today and get 100 free action alerts by registering at ReadyCloudPod.com. That's ReadyCloudPod.com. If you listen to the replay on the podcast, the link is there in the show notes. So if you're ready to take your e-commerce game to the next level, remember ReadyCloud, the e-commerce suite with all the tools you need. It's time to be about that life, the startup life. Here's your host, Dominic Lawson. All right, Startup Nation, so I hope you're ready to receive some value today. My name is Dominic Lawson, and this is The Startup Life, the show for entrepreneurs and career-minded professionals. And today, Startup Nation, we have a fantastic guest uh, on the show for you today. And also today, Startup Nation, the show is brought to you by RadyCloud LLC. Uh, It's an e-commerce suite uh, that does more than just CRM, and we're definitely going to get into that. But today's guest is a graduate of the University of the Pacific, and he's the CEO of Ready Cloud as well. He is Chris Dunn. What's going on, CD? Yeah, hey, uh, Startup Nation. All righty, all righty. Are you ready to pour some knowledge in the Startup Nation today, Chris? I am. I think I got something to share. All right, cool deal, cool deal. All right, so first things first, man, let's set this thing off right. So just kind of share your origin story, your background with Startup Nation a little bit. I went to Pacific, and um, the whole thing started back as a school project. I mean, how does anybody get into what they do? Um, a lot of times, maybe it may be by accident. Sometimes I see a need. Mm-hmm. I was somewhere in between. Um, it started off as a school project. I actually was for mountain bike accessories. I did okay. it. I, I went to business school. Yeah, I went to, I went to business school, did this, uh, did this um, school project. And once I got out of school, I still liked the project, right? I saw value in the project. And it was, it was to develop mountain bike parts and accessories and bikes and fenders and things like that. And um, I kind of knew what to do with it. And um, my college professors kept on pushing me, you know, why don't you take that route? Why don't you see how far you can do this? And so I, uh, you know, out of school, I got a little tiny office. I swear it was about 200 square foot. I started doing this mountain bike accessories. I had just enough money to build a, uh, um, to build a, a plastic injection mold, right? Okay. Which for guys that don't know, it's what you, you pump plastic into this thing and it spits out a bike fender. Well, I pulled together just enough money to do that. And I had no money left to do parts, right? I, I, had, a, I had a mold and, and no money left to put plastic into it. So um, I started working restaurants at night, doing my bike thing during the day, hit a couple of successful trade shows and things started to, to uh, perpetuate itself. So I'm, I'm getting to the point is that over time, um, what you do, whether you love it or not, it starts to become a widget. Okay, so I started getting all these bike fenders come in, all these other stuff coming in. I started uh, started broadening my product line. And um, it was just really the art of getting the thing in the door, whether I was making it domestically or overseas, repackaging it and sending it out to distributors where it's supposed to go. So I got desensitized to it over time, right? It was, it was about the art of doing this efficiently, right? How can I do this the most efficiently? You know, I did things like um, having things prepackaged from the, at the manufacturer spot, um, when stuff come in, sometimes I would get like um, the local disabled um, uh, houses to assemble things. Um, okay. So I try to, to participate in my community you know, as I could. It was a great way for both of us to work together. 
And um, at the time, and this was you know, 2000, 2004, 2005 in, in ballpark, there was really nothing for shipping software. And that's really where I was. I was manufacturing and distributing, right, to bike shops and bike, bike distributors and things like that. Mm-hmm. And so um, for those of you that go back this far, you know, it was UPS and carbons, right? You're writing stuff out and it was time consuming. So um, I sold that business over time and a few years, a few years later launched TrueShip. And uh, TrueShip was designed, it was, it was exactly that, it was shipping software. Uh, we were one of the first partners overall with UPS, I think the 28th overall, to get on their uh, UPS ship API. So it was designed to make bike labels. It was designed to import your orders from eBay and Amazon and you know, type stuff in, and it would, it would make a label. That's how the whole thing started. And uh, we built a relationship with UPS. Then shortly thereafter, we took it to a Big Mac fan, uh, me, and my, me and my partner at the time. So we were both Big Mac guys, and uh, we're out of the Bay Area. So what we did uh, shortly thereafter we went to Macworld when there was still a Macworld to go to. Well, a guy came by who was uh, from Apple and said, hey, you know, this is great. We're trying to, you know, broaden and bring awareness that Mac is, uh, Mac is a business platform. And remember, this is, you know, 2006, something like that. So, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to, you know, broaden our, uh, broaden our market reach into, into businesses. Uh, we think this would be great. Uh, why don't you come by and uh, we can talk about it. So, well, I mean, we were like, whoa, you know, this is an invitation to the mothership, right? Absolutely. So. Me and my partner went and we got all kinds of sage advice from these guys, you know, different types of tips on, you know, um, you know, app, Apple, they do Java too. Maybe this is what you guys should think about doing. You know, here's, um, we met with their UI team. Hey, you know what, to, to consider these different types of things, you know, and when you consider your UI, you know, because, you know, we're young guys, we're just, we're just putting all the pieces together and trying to get as much feedback and, and learn as we can. Of course. So, um, man, we left that and it was, it was amazing. So um, we left that and we put together really the first multi-carrier shipping system um, that was cross-platform for both Mac and PC. To carry that forward, how do we get to where I am today? Well, shipping software, for those of, you, those of you that use it, especially with an e-commerce system, know that whether it's you using it directly, maybe you're the guy in the back office who use it, maybe you got an employee that's back there using it, it knows everything, right? Because think about it. It's importing orders from, you know, your shopping cart, you're putting stuff into it, your, um, your different marketplaces. So it knows who your customers are, what they bought, when they bought it, if they ordered twice, when it was delivered, it knows all this stuff, right? And it's stuck there with a guy in the back office who his real job is to go in and, you know, pack the boxes, you get them out of there and and go home. Man, that, that's his day, right? It's, it's not his job to do something with the data. So that is where we started to evolve. We're like, look it, I think there's more to it than just shipping software because look, it's, it's, there's a wealth of information here that isn't being you know, well utilized by these businesses. So that's when we evolved into ReadyCloud. We thought the, the, the natural progression would be, hey, you know what, let's put the shipping back with the shipping guy and let's put a cloud-based component um, so that sales and support and administration can log in and they can see their orders and, you know, who repurchased and they can see the shipping activity from the, you know, the guys, in the, whether it's them doing it or the guys in the back office, they can right. go back in time to, you know, track packages and so on. So that's the evolution. That's how we got to where we are t- today from, from manufacturing and seeing a need for shipping software to seeing an additional need for more of a, a business-based solution. Um, for more people in the organization than just for, and more touches than just shipping software could do. Quick follow-up, uh, if I may, because you, you talked about how this thing, you know, uh, kind of started from a project, 
uh, or a paper at school or whatever. And it reminds me of here near and dear. Uh, you talked about UPS, but a competitor is FedEx here in Memphis, uh, Tennessee. But yeah. uh, Fred Smith, uh, his uh, FedEx started with a, a thesis paper that he wrote. So it made me think about that when you were sharing your story. Quick follow-up, though, because you were talking about you was making Michael mountain biking uh, molds or whatever and stuff like that. You know, are, are you an extreme yeah. sport guy? Is that something you was getting into? Why mountain biking uh, accessories? And you know what? I bike to school every day. Okay. And uh, and uh, I bike to school every day. It's a little bit wet, whereas, you know, Stockton, it rains. And I'd always get a, you know, sort of mud stripe up my back. And gotcha. uh, back in the day, it was, a, it was a dual suspension bike, and there weren't any fenders on it. Mm. So I did a, a class project um, for a bike fender that mounted on the seat post. And I got a, I actually got a patent on it while I was still in school uh, because my professors kept on pushing me. They gave me a B on the project, but they liked the project. Um, and so I merited it. So I kept on gotcha. going with it. Right. Um, and then that went into, uh, you know, uh, bike, uh, bike racks as well. So, um, yeah, we developed most of, first developer, most of the uh, uh, mountain bike accessories that you see that mount on the seat post. Gotcha. Gotcha. Thank you for sharing that for sure. So, you know, Chris, yeah. I want to ask you this, man, because, you know, as you know, right now, we're kind of going through a bit of a, a health crisis around the world. And, you know, a lot of small businesses are being affected and things of that nature. And before we kind of dive into that just a little bit, I want to hear about your experience right now. What's your new normal looking like, you know, from your professional uh, side of the business and running Ready Cloud, but also the personal side as well. Kind of share that with well, me. Well, you know, we're, we're here. Um, we're sort of considered a critical business because we support um, those e-commerce businesses that are, that are shipping. So we're here. Um, we're, we're picking up calls. We're, we're supporting those businesses. And um, some people are doing, I'll be honest, some people are doing great. Um, we seem to, you know, see, see some people in exercise equipment and also often, you know, personal health. Um, you know, some, some types of food products, things like that, and they just can't keep them off the shelf. Uh, we don't hear so much from the others, other people, you know, maybe the ones that are in, um, you know, fine jewelry, things like that. Maybe maybe those luxury ticket items are dropping a little bit because it's, it's so unfortunate that people are losing their jobs. So, Understood. you know, there's less, dispos there's less disposable income out there. So we only right now are hearing from the people that are doing great and not so much from the, from the ones that are uh, sort of, uh, running for cover. Gotcha. Gotcha. What, what about your, your personal side, like you and your family, how, how's that been affected at all? You know, we, we haven't been that affected. Um, okay. we're, we're in Arizona here mm -hmm. and it's, um, sort of our, our perspective is it's going to be, oh, it's you know, early April. It's going to be 105 here in about a month. Right. And so our, our, the hope here is that it's going to be sort of flushed out. We understand it doesn't like the heat very much, you know, in about 30 days, regardless of what happens, right. but you know, we, we, we've been careful, you know, we, we keep, keep to ourselves. Um, but at the same time, you, you know, people are social. You got to do, you got to do something. So whether it's getting out and, and, uh, um, you know, going for a short hike or going to the park or walking your dog, you got to stay sane. Um, but fortunately it's not like New York here. It's not like some of the, uh, more heavily hit places. Um, Arizona is a little more spread out, you know? And so, um, you know, we were taking everything in stride. Last question before, we move on about that because you mentioned that you're not hearing so much from the businesses that maybe not be doing so well. And you mentioned how some people are kind of losing their jobs and stuff like that. And so with that being said, a lot of people are considering, you know, the path to entrepreneurship, but even considering e-commerce uh, as a path to kind of jumpstart uh, that path to entrepreneurship as well. What are some of those key tips for people who are kind of jumping into 
uh, the e-commerce spot and they're coming from a traditional nine to five, what are some of those tips you would give them uh, as they start that, that path forward? You know, it's, it's commitment. So to me, it was all, it was all about commitment. I've known, uh, I've known so many people who just don't like their job. And if you don't like their job, maybe it's just time to get a new job. Um, entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship requires passion. You got to get into what you're doing. You have to be passionate about it and you got to commit to it. Um, if you put just one foot into it while you're keeping your job and you're thinking about doing something else because you don't like your job, then it might not be, it might not be right for you. Um, I, I went in with both feet and we, when you go in with both feet, you're committed, right? It's, it's part of you and you have to make it work. It doesn't always work, right? It right. doesn't, uh, I was fortunate, but for some people it doesn't always work, but when you find yourself and you're committed to it, you find your inspiration from that. Um, and you, you know, you find strength. Sometimes you didn't know you had, um, but sometimes that's, that's really what it takes. Um, it, it's side projects sometimes just remain a side project. They don't, they don't mature into businesses. Gotcha. That's very true. That's very true. And that consistency you mentioned uh, is super uh, important. So I was on the website, excuse me, I was on the website, readycloud.com startup nation. We have a link there in the show notes for easy access. If you're listening to the replay on the podcast, there, readycloud.com for my radio listeners. So, you know, I was looking on the website and I saw uh, one of your blog posts and one of them was, was talking about how, uh, you know, when you're in the e-commerce game, uh, a lot of times the e-commerce uh, business owner is only thinking about the product inside the, uh, the box. But you're saying in this blog here uh, that it's also the packaging is super important as well. Talk about that a little bit, because I don't think a lot of e-commerce business owners think about the packaging uh, as opposed to just the product as much. Yeah, absolutely. You know, my approach to packaging was always a little bit minimalistic. Um, okay. I was always, I always took the approach of so minimalistic packaging, something that says, uh, that explains the product, you know, at a glance, um, something that is also, you know, recyclable or something along those lines. So you want to appeal to, um, people's practical side by saying, you know, what, what are they looking at right off the shelf? And if you are an entrepreneur and it's new, um, give it a, give, give your product a name that's descriptive, you know, give it, you know, let people know what it is at a glance. Um, show them what it is at, at a glance um, with regards to the packaging and and uh, try to appeal the customer's uh, sort of uh, sensible side by putting a you know, renewable um, little logo on there to let it know it's recyclable, things like that. Right, right. It, it's also important um, if, if you have to think in the future as well um, in terms of how you're going to distribute the product. The larger your packaging is, you can make it elaborate, but the larger it is, the more it's going to cost to ship. Um, I can speak to that side as well. Sure. So um, a lot of it has, yeah, a lot of it has to do with um, the even if your item is really really light, if you put like a big packaging around it, it'll it'll cost you more money um, because so many so many shippers, being UPS and FedEx and others, um, will look at your product dimensionally. You know how big is it versus how heavy is it. So that's uh, for to to be cost effective. Um, you also have to look at the size of the packaging, not get too elaborate. Um, make sure it stands on the shelf and it's got presence, but at the same time, um, make it, uh, make it sensible. For sure. Size. For sure. Thank you for sharing all of that for sure. So startup nation, Chris uh, was a business development uh, officer there at ready cloud and became CEO back in 2017. Correct, Chris. Correct. Correct. Okay. So I want to ask you this, man, you know, so when you were in that role of the business, the business development officer and you, and then you became CEO, what are some of those things that you learned from the previous role before becoming CEO 
that you kind of uh, took into the CEO role, like leadership, building the culture? What are some of those things that you have taken into that CEO role? Because, uh, you know, not many people that we talk to have gone from uh, like one role into the CEO suite. So I want to kind of get your take on that. Uh, it's all about relationships, you know, yeah. from from biz- from business development um, to becoming a more of a more of a leadership role. It's it's all about it's all about relationships and understand who who you're talking to and uh, what different people's needs are. Sometimes when in, in business development, um, you can really make a breakthrough just by having a conversation with with somebody that you you think would be a good business partner and listening to their needs and actually developing into something something great. Um, the people around you the same way. Everybody has, you know, even, even now, you know, um, during this sort of um, this time of crisis, people have different needs. We have got some people here um, in the office and some people work at home because they're, they're a little bit more at risk. Um, and you have to understand whether they're scared um, or whether they're actually sick, you know, what their, what, what their needs are. You got to listen to them and, and be patient and understanding of what that might be. And um, that, that, I, I think that goes into all things. So whether you're working with a team, um, because your developers are going to be a very different mindset than um, your creative people. You know, they just have to be handled differently. Um, so just understanding who the people are, are, you, are, you know, are that you work with, understand what their needs are and perspectives are, and getting everybody working together as a cohesive group. I hear that. I hear that. And, and that, that, that relationship piece uh, is so important, Startup Nation. So I'm, I'm glad Chris said that. In that same vein, Chris, I know what you do at ReadyCloud, relationships are super important, especially when you talk about customer relationship management. And, and so talk about how ReadyCloud kind of stands apart uh, from its competitors in that, in that part, because you have a lot of people, a lot of competitors in that space, from Salesforce to other people. Talk about how you stand apart from everybody else. Yeah, sure. Um, and that's a really good example, the Salesforce example, um, is that we're not particularly a Salesforce. And right. let me let me let me start from there. Is that we're Absolutely. e-commerce CRM, right? And given my background in product, right? So that's where I came from. From back in school to making this stuff, to distributing this stuff, to say, hey, you know, shipping side, you know, every step along the way, I'm a I'm a I'm a product first oriented person, right? right? And so the guys here, and so what this really is, it's a it's a product based CRM. So it's not you know I meet you at a trade show or an event, I get your card and drop it in there. It's not so much for that. What it does is it pulls in all your orders across all your sales channels, Amazon, your, your Magento or WooCommerce website, whatever it might be. And it pulls it in and it puts a face and activity to people that you never met, right? These are orders that you came in, you never met these people, they found you online and they bought something from you. And so what we're trying to do is we're trying to say, Hey, you know what, let's, let's put the, let's put the pieces together. Um, so how often do they order from you? Um, did they order from your, uh, like Amazon and then they found your website? So they did they buy from a couple different sources? Do they reorder often? You know, things like that. So that's how we create a profile. We create a profile from people that you never met and we put them, we put them in the ReadyCloud CRM. And then from there you can, you know, there's different components to ship your product, put Amazon like returns on your website. And all these things really do is try to complete that profile. Say, Hey, you know what? You shipped it on this date and this date, you know, it arrived, they reordered from you here. Oh, and you know what? They initiated a return for these reasons. So it really goes beyond, you know, just capturing who this person is, you know, what the order life cycle is in terms of when they, when they bought it to if it was you know, delivered to when it was returned, whatever it might be, you know, any feedback on that. So that that's really it. It's a it's a it's a it's a CRM based on the people that you never met who who would love to buy from you on a regular basis, 
and how better to um, how better to support these customers and, and make them you know long term customers. Gotcha. I'm glad you said that because you talk about you building relationships with people uh, that you never met. Because I imagine in e-commerce, uh, there's you know one of the big issues that come up is returns or people not happy with the product. For those of those. Those, those in Startup Nation out there listening and they're thinking about diving into the e-commerce uh, space for the first time and they're starting to deal with some of those customers where you have like, uh, a, a, those customers have a bad experience or something like that. What are some of those first initial steps they should take in trying to fix that relationship, mend that relationship uh, with a customer? What, what does those steps look like to you? Well, customer is always right. It's a total cliche. But here's the, here's the thing, because I've been doing this for a while, right? Mm-hmm. And um, the, the mindset used to be that, and I'm sure, everyone, I'm sure everyone's seen this, right? Some, uh, somebody that you bought from is going to make it hard on you, right? They, they, nobody wants a return. Right. So you bought something, if you go back to their website and you see a wall of text where you're hoping something more Amazon-like is going to be, we just put in your order number and make a label and send it back. doesn't always happen. So the old school mindset is that I'm going to sell you something. I'm going to make it hard to send it back. You're going to have to call me up. I'm going to give you an RMA number. You're going to fill out a form. I'm going to send you a label. You're going to have to take it to the post office, a UPS store, something like that. So there's all these steps. And when you buy something, easy, right? Everybody puts a lot of work into their websites. It's, it's pretty, it's easy to, you know, you buy something in a couple of steps, um, but they don't remember that if there's a return. What they remember is all these different hurdles, all these different things you made them go through to return it. So they don't remember what a delight it was to buy from you. They remember what a pain it was to return it to you. Um, and so if you make it really hard on them and you say, nope, we're not going to accept your return, all they do is vent, right? All they do is vent online. Um, so that doesn't help either. That's, that's more detrimental than just giving their 50 bucks back or whatever it is. So um, really that's the way you got to approach it. So um, basically treat people you want to be treated. Um, the way people shop these days is they're going to go to your store. If they've never shopped from you before, they want confidence, right? That's why so many people buy, you know, from Amazon based on a picture, right? This is just right. stuff you're buying up. You, you never saw it. You never listened to it. You never touched it. Right. You're buying based on a picture, but you also know, that if it gets there and it's not what you expected, that you can return it. You can get online, you slap a label on it, all right there. You don't have to call anyone and, and ex- explain why you want to return it. You're never put on the spot. You just anonymously go on, make your label, send it back. And that's what people want. They want confidence that if they're buying the shoes or whatever it is from you and they're too small or whatever it is for whatever reason, they don't have to fill out a form and they don't have to call. They can come back to your website, which is a great thing, by the way. Um, and they will make their own return label. And then as long as they're on your website and that experience is really good, you know, almost half the time they'll buy something else from you on the spot. So whether that's, hey, I bought the tens, I needed a ten and a halves, or hey, you know, I, I like this other item. The last time I was at your store, I didn't get it because I thought this thing was better. You know, you brought them back because you have a good returns process and you just built a connection with that customer because the, the, because your, the order was easy, the return was easy, and you build a trust factor there. So now you know, they're back on your website and you'll sell them something else. Startup Nation, if you're, once again, I know things are a little weird and a little strange and uncertain right now. And if you're thinking about now is the time to kind of dive into your path of entrepreneurship and e-commerce is the way to go, you should definitely give uh, ReadyCloud a look. Go to readycloudpod.com and get your free 14-day trial there. We have a link there in the show notes if you're listening to the replay uh, on the podcast. So Chris, man, if you would, man, just kind of share with the people some of those tools that you offer to kind of help support 
uh, those e-commerce entrepreneurs? Well, you, you brought up returns and the you know, part, part of it is that, um, it's important to, to talk to people. It's important to open up that, that conversation. Um, yeah, at least, at least, a, a something where you're, you're communicating your, your message to that customer. So a part of what we do also, and you know, whether it's you use us or somebody else, um, is follow up. Um, uh, we have something called action alerts in our system and, and uh, we're fortunate to put that in there because we had all the tools already in place to make it, to make it great. And what I mean is that we, we pull in the initial order, right? So we know when somebody bought, um, we got the shipping software. So we know when it was shipped, we can track that through. So we know when it was delivered. And if there was a return involved, then we know when we got your order back. So we got that date and, um, we could track that all the way through to a uh, receipt as well. So what action alerts does is it'll send something out like, Hey, thank you for your order. You know, it's going to be there in a couple of days, another action alert can be like can send you a text hey your orders at your front door we just delivered it um or more importantly if it does uh, result in a return you know you going back to my, my previous uh, statement is that you'll send a return back and oftentimes you don't know what happens at that point did they ever get it back what happens at that point um well we have that information too because we're tracking this thing all the way back so you can send out another confirmation that says, Hey, you know, we got, we got it back. Please allow, you know, five to seven days for your refund or whatever it might be. And, Oh, by the way, we saw that you, you know, returned these shoes. You know, why don't you try, you know, this parent said, or we just came out with this new line or check out our spring sales or, you know, we apologize. It didn't work out. Here's a 10% coupon code. So what I'm getting at is, is that while all these things, you know, from, you know, shipping confirmations to it's it's all getting the customer you know familiar with your brand it's all different touches and it's all different opportunities where you know they're going to look at it you know if you got a text or an email that says hey it's been delivered you're going to click on it and during that click you can also put in your message to say hey you, you bought the shoes here's a complimentary product because in the system in our in ready cloud you can actually show um you know if, if somebody bought with a particular coupon code or bought a particular product what a complimentary product might be so you can target these customers down the line so let's say 30 days later um some things you know perishable you're sending food you're saying something else and you know they only have vitamins example you know they only have a 30-day supply you can say hey you know if i don't hear back from this customer the first 30 or 60 days you know send out an email to whoever you know, whoever bought it and so it'll keep a, it'll keep track of these people for you it'll send out a follow-up hey we noticed you bought this on this particular date um, is you, are you running low? You know, click here to buy more, that type of thing. So, um, you know, beyond, you know, the back-end processes of getting things right and, you know, which, which is so important, you know, customer service, that's why people order on Amazon, right? You get, you get the thing in, in a couple of days. People love that. Um, when it takes more than a couple of days, when it takes a week, that resonates in a different way. And maybe you look for, you know, buy it from somebody else um, next time. Um, so from the order to the delivery to the follow-ups, it's all it's all really part of what we do. All right, Standard Nation. So we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. We got to pay some bills. But once again, my name is Dominic Lawson, and this is the Startup Life. This episode is powered by Ready Cloud. 
Startup Nation, if you're selling online, you need ReadyCloud CRM. ReadyCloud CRM keeps you and your team connected through a powerful e-commerce suite for shipping, online returns, and growth marketing. Go to ReadyCloudPod.com to start your free trial. ReadyCloud CRM syncs with all popular sales channels, including Shopify, BigCommerce, Magento, WooCommerce, Square, and Amazon. ReadyCloud CRM has the everyday tools you need to review all your orders, quickly ship your orders for less, and handle returns the way Amazon does. Start today and get 100 free action alerts by registering at ReadyCloudPod.com. That's ReadyCloudPod.com. If you listen to the replay on the podcast, the link is there in the show notes. So if you're ready to take your e-commerce game to the next level, remember ReadyCloud, the e-commerce suite with all the tools you need. This episode is powered by a Personal Revolution podcast. Startup Nation, have you been stuck inside wondering how to take charge of your life? Is there something you want to do but haven't been able to do yet? In Personal Revolution, best-selling author and life coach Allison Task helps you take control of your life with inspiration and humor so that you move from where you are now to where you want to be and have fun doing it. It's like having a personal coach whispering in your ear. This three-month podcast course, along with bonus episodes each month, will help you create a clear vision for what you want out of life, remove the frustrating blocks that are holding you back, develop a detailed action plan that will drive you to where you want to be, and build a network that will help you create your future. And at $4.99 per month, the Personal Revolution podcast comes with a personal workbook and real-time access to a community of other changemakers working toward their goals with positivity, possibility, and momentum. And for a limited time, all of this is available to you for free. That's right, Star Automation, free. Download the Himalaya app in your app store, look up Personal Revolution, and enter promo code REVOLUTION at checkout to get your first month absolutely free. So if you're ready to go after a better life, you're ready for Personal Revolution. Startup Nation, make sure you stay tuned at the end of this episode for an exclusive trailer for the Personal Revolution podcast. Startup Nation, we tell you all the time that no one does anything great on their own. That includes starting a business or a nonprofit or even becoming a thought leader or an influencer. My point is that you need a team to do it successfully and responsibly. And that is why you should contact DR and Associates. Danielle and her team provide branding solutions along with digital and social media marketing that provide tangible results you are looking for. No matter if you are a Fortune 500 company or an author looking to make an impact, DR and Associates needs to be part of your team. They are one of the few firms whose leadership has been recognized by Google, which is proof of concept that they are very good at what they do. Contact DR and Associates today to grow your online presence. The number is 615-933-3681 or you can visit their website at drandassociates.com. Also, make sure you follow their Facebook page as well, DR and Associates, providing real clients with real results. All right, Startup Nation, welcome back to the Startup Life as we continue our conversation with Chris Dunn, CEO of ReadyCloud LLC. For sure, and once again, Startup Nation, if you want to go ahead and get started on your e-commerce journey, you definitely want to look at readycloudpod.com. Once again, we have a link there in the show notes, and it syncs with all your popular sales uh, uh, e-commerce sites from Shopify, BitCommerce, Magento, WooCommerce, Square, and Amazon as well. And also when you sign up, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Chris, you guys are offering the first free, uh, the first hundred action alerts free when you register through readycloud.com, correct? Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So make sure you check that out, Startup Nation, for sure. So, 
Chris, let me ask you this, man. Kind of tell me about your team there at Ready Cloud and, and how valuable they are in, in telling the Ready Cloud story, but also uh, delivering on those uh, delivering on those deliverables, forgive the redundancy, delivering on those deliverables uh, when it comes to your uh, customers. Well, that's a pretty good perspective because I can, I can sort of identify a couple pitfalls that we, that we got into early on. Please Software is a whole... Yeah, I will. Software is a whole <laughs> different ball game than physical product, right? Okay. Um, you know, anybody sitting down listening to this right now, pick the stapler up off your desk or the cup or whatever it is you have in front of you, your, 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 your sunglasses, okay? Mm-hmm. That's it. All right, so you go into business for yourself and you're like, I'm going to make a product, okay? Just like I did out of school, I'm going to make a product. It starts out with some kind of tooling. You're going to go to a guy. He's going to give you the, you're, you're going to commission him to make the different things to get this thing put together. Um, and then once it is, that's your product, right? You can do it in different colors. You can do, you know, different packaging. You can, you know, spice things up over time, but it's literally carved in steel, literally. So that is, you have physical components and physical tooling that's going to make this product for you. So over time, you think of different ways to market it, to package it, um, different types of uh, 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 customers and verticals that you might be able, be able to get into with it, but you have a product life cycle for a physical product, and it might be two or three years, off, you know, depending. Might be longer, you know, um, Yeti bottles, things like that, right? It's going to be they might make small tweaks to it, but that's going to be a bottle, and that's going to be what it is two years from now. It's going to be the same bottle. Software takes a little bit more mental preparedness. It takes uh, it, it changes all the time. Right. So a lot of software, you know, for anybody jumping on your phone, you get updates all the time. Right. Whether you got an iPhone or whatever it is that you're using, it's update, update, update. Your, your apps update all the time. It's expected. And so that's the difference between physical product and software product. And, and where it's sort of a trap that we fell into. We've always been up until very, very recently, um, very developer heavy because it was always update, 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 you know, more, 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 you know, push, push, push. And it's, it's a really easy trap to fall into because that's expected. Your customers are going to want to know when's the next update coming out. Hey, I have a great feature for you. Can you do this for me? Don't fall into that trap either, right? You have to do what's best for everyone. If you're doing a SaaS-based product, um, there's, there's a few different ways you could do it. You could look at the Google way of doing it as a minimum viable thing. Right. So a minimum viable thing is, is what is the absolute slack, uh, for example, was a minimum viable thing. Right. They put it out there and you can communicate and then it grew over time. Um, if you're jumping into something that's more of a mature industry, um, second time around for me in Ready Cloud with shipping software, it was a mature industry. I'd already gone through this once already with one shipping software that evolved into another shipping software. Right. And there's other shipping softwares out in, out in the field. So you are actually competing with mature products. So know who your competition is as well, because if you come in thinking, all right, you know, I have a budget, I can get this thing together. There are other com- competitors out, out there, um, but I can, I can at least get a foothold with a minimum viable product. Sometimes that's true and sometimes, it's, sometimes it isn't because people will like something about what you do. Um, but at the same time, there are more uh, mature products out there that you have to compete with and so you'll fall into a similar trap you'll be like all right i got to build 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 and come out with you know new updates to my software all the time to compete with these other guys and then you're going to get different perspectives from some of your better customers says oh i wish you could do this do what's best for your product you have to have a vision of what you want to be 
be, not what they want you to be. And that's the biggest distinction that you can make early on, because if you just be what other people want you to be, like a, because you don't want to lose that one or two big accounts, right. then that's what you're going to have is one or two big accounts. You basically built it for them. Um, so have, have your vision, straighten out your vision. Don't get too lost into a trap of just building the software. I've seen some very, very successful companies come in with a little bit of a unique spin on stuff, not, you know, and, and sort of take a sort of a minimum viable twist on it and be really successful with great marketing and sales. So what a lot of development's going to do is you're going to get stuck into a cycle of a lot of development. And so don't get, don't get too developer heavy. Um, don't get stuck into a, into a trap of just doing only what your customers want to do. Um, you know, uh, you know, be, so be your own boss. You know, you got to know when, when to say no. Uh, I actually have a, have, a, have a really good story of um, a guy I got, uh, got involved with um, one of his, um, he was selling product and um, I, I can't remember last minute what it was at the moment, but it was, he was selling product to Walmart. And uh, Walmart was, is it was like 70% of his sales. It was some astronomical. So he was married to him. Um, right. um, but the, the margins were, were terrible. The margins, I think he was making, he was less than making less than 10%. Um, so overall, his business was barely getting by. Um, his other customers were great. He was making 30 plus percent on those sales. But Walmart had this massive volume. And understand too, you know, when you get in these situations, it's more than it's more than just say, hey, I'm going to step away from Walmart and just go for these these higher um, these higher margin sales because because of Walmart, right? Because they're doing so much volume, your volume goes up, right? So you're not making, you know, 500 widgets. You're making 100,000 widgets. So it costs you half as much to make these things, okay? And that's what makes a lot of other things possible because all your overall cost of goods go down. So what he eventually did is he walked away from Walmart and it was one of the hardest things that he ever did because he was, he was married to the one account. He was doing just what they wanted him to do. He was selling it at margins. That was, that was really sort of started to cripple his business over time. And um, he stepped away from it and rebuilt it. And it wasn't easy. He had a, um, but he, he built up a different distribution system um, going to a lot of direct to retailer and it ended up working out um, in the end. So while that's not as particularly not a software-based story, it kind of goes to the same things. You know, be be careful, you know, about listening just to the demands of your biggest accounts. You know, do what do what you think's right for you in the long term. Thank you for sharing all of that, Startup Nation. From you know all of what Chris just said, I picked up on three points that I definitely want to highlight really quickly. Number one, that that differentiation differentiation in your business is so important. So make sure you look at that unique value proposition that you're offering. For your customers. Number two, uh, always be willing to evolve, or at least at the very least, not be afraid to evolve your business when things aren't necessarily going the way you want. And lastly, uh, watch those margins because, you know, like you said, you, you can be married to a big retailer like a Walmart, and while they're making a killing, you're necessarily not so much making a killing. So definitely important to watch all of that for sure. Chris, man, I thank you for all of that, man. That was some very good value there that you added. Thank you. No worries. So let me ask you this, man. So, uh, you know, I, I know, you know, you're in your role as CEO and things of that nature. You know, a lot of CEOs, they're reading books, listen to podcasts, have mentors and stuff like that. I, I guess I'm, I'm curious about, you know, what are you learning? How are you learning? Do you have a mentor? Are you reading a book right now? If so, what is that book? Just kind of share with us that professional development piece you've taken on 
uh, not just necessarily as a CEO, but also in your professional life? You know what? It's, it's changed over time. Okay. Um, these days, I talk to a lot of customers. Uh, I, talk to, I talk to people who we serve, to the people who we do business with. I talk to a lot of developers. I try to get as many different perspectives as, as possible. Um, so that's you know, how, how people use it. You know, what, what are people's expectations of your product and what you do and what, and what the future is? Um, what the, what people's immediate needs are. So I I'm I'm very uh, um, customer focused. I'm also very product focused because that's my background. And I try to marry the two, and sometimes it's not always easy because I get you know stuck in the same trap where somebody's going to say, "Hey, it'd be great if you did this," and I have, so I have to take a step back from it and sort of understand that you know you're a great customer at the same time. Um, you have to sit on that request for a while to see if it's you know resonates, but. Um, starting out was different. Starting out in the bike industry, I was in I was in Marin County. Marin County is on the other side of the Golden Gate Bridge, and it was a mecca. It was a mecca for mountain bikes, and so that's very much what I did because I knew I was fresh out of school and I know I didn't know anything, and so what I did was I tried to sort of affiliate myself with with some local companies. Um, one was Marin Mountain Bikes. Um, this guy Bob Buckley, he was he was a character. Um, he made a, he's an old school guy, he made a ton of money, I guess, in the 60s selling jewelry and something random and eventually created, ran mountain bikes. And I'd go over there and they were, they were great. You know, we'd go to trade shows, he'd give me some bikes and things like that to put my stuff on. And he was always there for sort of, you know, advice and, and, and mentoring. I remember the first time I went to his, uh, to his office, uh, his, he had a secretary up front and he's like, but you know, Bob will see you now. And I went in, he had one of these doors on a, on a remote. And, and so you walk in the room and I was a kid, right? I was maybe 23, something like that, 24. And I walked in and he hit the remote and the door shut behind me. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm in, I'm in the principal's office. <laughs> you know, so, um, but uh, he was, he was great. You know, he said, Hey, this is a word, you know, this is how it worked out. He was also obviously in manufacturing. Um, so he would tell me stuff that I didn't know, you know, all these bikes and all this stuff coming out of the same factories in Taiwan. This is what you got to look out for. And this is how you might negotiate things. So, you know, find, find somebody that's not necessarily a competitor. I made accessories, right? But they, men, Marin Mountain Bikes, just like it sounds, made full bikes. So we were kind of complimentary. But because, you know, he had already built up his business and he was willing to share and I was green. Uh, I could walk in there and uh, he, those, those guys are, those guys are awesome. Um, surround yourself with some mentors like that. Gotcha. Gotcha. Thank you for sharing all of that for sure. So let me ask you this, man, you know, uh, what's your entrepreneurial superpower and why? Oh, mine. Oh yeah. man. You know what? And I don't know if it's a superpower or not, okay. but I'm pretty stubborn. I'm pretty stubborn. I never, okay. I never give up on, I never give up. I never give up on stuff. Um, so when I was, when I was talking, you know, earlier about, you know, being committed, you know, to, you have to be committed as an entrepreneur. You've got to, you got to believe in what you're doing. Otherwise, you know, it's just you feeling frustration in your job. It's not really you being, being wanting to be an entrepreneur. It's just like, you need, you need to change the pace. Um, if you're really passionate about something, then you jump out and you do it and, you know, you, you commit yourself to, to make it happen, um, whether it happens or not, you know, and that, and that way on the other side of it. If it doesn't work out, you know, you gave it, you know, 100%. And if it does work out, you know, you reap the rewards of, you know, the naysayers around you um, who say, hey, we didn't think you'd get it done. Or the people who are there to support you, or they love you even more for it. Um, so that's what I would say. No, you know, not everything I've done has been a home run, but you learn from it, right? It's like we're ready cloud now. We used to be true ship, right? We used to be shipping software. 
and we actually saw at one point says, hey, you know what? We we could bonk. There might be a uh, we just stay being shipping software. Um, we're, we're limited. We're limited what we're going to do. We're limited how we can how we can uh, uh, appeal to people. Um, so let's evolve. And you you might find that I say I'm stubborn, but if you can't be so stubborn that you're not opposed to you know evolving the idea over time too. And that's why I also talk to people. I talk to people, I find out what they want, I find out how they're using the software, I try to understand other people in the industry um, and what other people and even competitors are doing. And you just try to you know, have a little bit of foresight and balance what you want to accomplish with uh, the uh, other things that people would like to see. Gotcha. And so that's, um, yeah, that's, that's what I would say. Gotcha. Okay. I appreciate that. I appreciate all of that for sure. Once again, we're talking to and wrapping up with Chris Dunn, CEO uh, of Ready Cloud, and, and Chris, you may may or may not know this or not, but I'm actually uh, chatting with one of your team members, branding at uh, right now at this very moment. I was asking him some questions about you because I wanted to know a little bit more about you, and I, I want to read that if you don't mind, really quickly. Give me a second. Uh oh, <laughs> it's all good. I assure you. <laughs> he really enjoys working and usually puts in at least 12 hour days. He is a guy that always sees the weekend as long. He, he, as far as a leader, he is leading by example. He is not afraid to hop on a sales or support call to show us how it's done. He's also a great person. You should see how he transitioned from CEO to number one dad as soon as he, his kids come in. So when you hear that, man, uh, what was what that? What do you think about? How do you, is that an accurate depiction? You think? Does he get it completely wrong? What What's your take on that? I think you got to lead by example. I mean, you got to be present. Uh, you know, um, yeah, you got to. So um, it's like you know, I'll, I'll go, I'll go way back with that one. You sure. know, when I said I got out of school and I worked, you know, I had a little tiny office, right? A little like mm -hmm. it was, it was two hundred by two hundred square foot. It's tiny, right? I had stuff everywhere. I just, you know, racks of stuff going up to the ceiling. Um, then I worked a restaurant during the, during the evening, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like whether you know whether whatever it is that you're doing, if you want the respect of the people around you, then you gotta step up, um, regardless of what. You can't say, oh, I worked you know I worked a full day already. I already did you know eight hours of my my day job. Now I got a night job. They they don't really respect you, right? You gotta come in and you gotta put in um, your best effort. Even if you are bar backing, even if you are waiting, you know, even if you are whatever that second job is that you need, you know, early on to try to make your dreams happen, that's how the people around you, you know, respect you. You got to look past what the job is um, to uh, to understand what what your what your goals are. I hear that. I hear that. Thank you for sharing that. Really quick question before I ask the last question: If I were to ask your kids what dad does, what would they tell me in their words? Oh. Uh, I, you know what? I try not to, I don't cross that. In a, I think, I think okay. they probably think I invented the internet. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. Fair enough. I hear that for sure. So uh, once again, we're wrapping up with Chris Dunn, uh, CEO of Ready Cloud. I just want to say thank you so much for your time and your energy. I really appreciate all the content you've given, given us uh, today, but I'm actually going to turn the microphone over to you, man, because there's an entrepreneur out there that's feeling stuck or afraid to start a business, afraid to you know to move forward in their e-commerce business and stuff like that. Give them some words of encouragement to take us on out for today. Well, you know what? I I think I've I think I've shared a lot of it. Um, you know, it's it's a it's a scary thing. It is. You know, if if you're taking thinking about doing it for the first time, and um, 
you, you, you have to have a lot of resolve um, to get in and, and do it on your own for the first time. And a lot of people, it, it was, I'll tell you what, it was easy for me because I was single and I was young and I could afford to flop, right? Nobody else was going to get hurt but me. Mm-hmm. Um, if I was older, if I was married, um, if I had kids, it would be a much tougher decision. And so it would be difficult for me to speak or give advice from that, from the point of that person, because I wasn't that person. I was 24 and I could eat a lot of top ramen and, and do whatever and work long hours and, you know, work hard, play hard and all, all that other, all that other stuff to burn off some steam. Um, so it's, it's, it's a, it, it's where you are uh, part of your life. You know, do you need, um, do you need security? Um, you know, do you want to be this entrepreneur, but do you have people relying on you at home? If you don't, man, go for it because you'll never have that opportunity again. If you got a dream now and um, you, you, uh, you know that you can uh, make ends meet um, while, you, um, while you pursue this dream, then do it. Because if you wait too long, it's, it's going to get harder. That would be, be my advice. You want to be that great dad. You want to be there for your wife. You want to you be that person. That's and so later on, it gets harder. That's going to wrap up this session of The Startup Life. Did you enjoy being on the show, my man? That is great. Thank you. Oh, no worries. And as always, Startup Nation, if you have an idea, be about that life, the startup life. If you want to let us know what you think about our show, have an idea for a show topic, or would like to advertise on our show, send us a message on the Startup Life Podcast Facebook page. And while you are there, like and follow our page as well. It's a great way for us to engage with you, Startup Nation, and really grow our community. The link is there in the show notes. Subscribe to the show as it can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, or even on your Facebook timeline or any other platform you like to get your podcast. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts and you find our content valuable, please give us a five-star rating as it will help us climb the charts and help more people find our show. You can also listen to the show on the Startup Life Podcast new website. There you will find the all-new startup blog where I write on many topics that are interesting and helpful to you on your path to entrepreneurship. And hey, If you have an idea, be about that life, the startup life. Startup Nation, here's an exclusive trailer from Allison Task and her Personal Revolution podcast, the career and life coach that has been featured on Good Morning America, The Today Show, The Early Show, USA Today, and many more publications. Check it out. Hi, my name is Allison Task, and I am the host of Personal Revolution. Are you ready to be happy and do that thing you always wanted to do? Well, I am thrilled to announce that I have now made available for free the Personal Revolution podcast course. This course is based on my best-selling book, and it is now yours for free wherever you like to listen to podcasts. It includes 10 original episodes with plenty of never-released-before content, and then it includes a premium version. For $4.99 a month, you will get a customized workbook. You'll get access to a private community on Himalaya, and you'll have just-in-time audio drop-ins from me again in the community on Himalaya. Just go to Himalaya.com, look up Personal Revolution, and type in Revolution to get your first month for free. I'll look forward to seeing you in the community.
So Startup Nation, if you're ready for a personal revolution, go to the show notes and subscribe to the Personal Revolution Podcast.